0: Good morning. On this Saturday morning, I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you're just joining us today, we have been talking about, in the Spirit, three little words that are in the New Testament that are found. It's also found uh, in several different scriptures. And we also have, if you are just joining us, uh, we have been talking about the word, natural, natural uh that is used in the scripture or it's actually a uh, transfer uh, translated in the new testament uh soulish and here is a few of the ideas that we have from the book of james in chapter 3 in verse 15 it talks about the wisdom that comes from above uh it's earthly sensual and devilish and of course, that's the King James Version, but some of the other versions will say earthly, selfish, self-centered, uh, soulish, uh, devices of the soul, uh, demonic of the devil himself. So that that is the word that we're looking at. And in the same book, in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, verse 44, the Apostle Paul uh, begins to explain about, Our bodies being transformed, resurrected. And he gives the idea and the example of when Adam was created, he was made a living soul. When God breathed into his little uh, uh, man-made, his his clay uh, outline of a man, he breathed into him and that clay became a living biological entity. But also the breath of God being blown in also made the soul alive, a living soul. And then God gave that body and that soul a living spirit. So man became a body, he became a soul and a spirit. So we can say it in the way it actually says it in First Thessalonians in chapter 5, in verse 23 it says that you know I pray that God sanctify you wholly your whole body your your I mean your whole spirit your whole whole soul your whole body in other words all three facets of your area we live in a body that had fallen because of Adam's sin and disobedience and the lust of the body that entered in because of that fallen nature And because the soul lost its control over that flesh, then all of a sudden we wind up being an individual that through his mind and through the appetites of the body are basically controlled without any remedy until Christ came. And then he made provision for that. He quickened our spirit, making us alive unto God. So that we can actually have fellowship and communion. We can personally, in a very personal way, get to know God according through his word and through the Holy Spirit. So because of that, it says, it is sown a natural body. When we die we are buried, it is planted like a seed, any type of seed you got the body of the outer shell. Then you've got the inward uh, components that make up that, sh- that, that seed. And it says it has raised a spiritual body. The natural body and the spiritual body, as far as the way they look, have been metamorphosed. They have been transformed. The seed doesn't look anything like the spiritual body that develops out of that seed. Continuing to read, it says, There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And then in verse 46 of the same chapter of 1 Corinthians 15, However, that which was first, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is soulish. Same word, natural. And afterwards, that which is spiritual. Spiritual. And we also had read and learned from the book of Jude in chapter 1, verse 19, talking about these individuals that have separated themselves uh, from God. It says they are sensual. The word there is also natural or soulish, not having the spirit. And when God did form man, he did form him out of the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostrils the breaths of the breaths. Of life and man became a living soul. And because of that, this is where we're at now. In John 4:24, God is a spirit, not a ghost. Not like your cartoon back in the 60s, Casper the Friendly uh, Ghost. He is not a ghost, he is a spirit. He is more real than the created world is real because he created it. So he is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That means that a lot of our worship is basically soulish. It, 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 it's coming out of uh, how we feel, how our emotions are. If our emotions are high, we're happy, we're glad, uh, we shout. If our emotions are low, we're discouraged, we, we mope around. So, that is a distinction of learning to constantly be in the Spirit. That you're after the Spirit of God. You're conscious and mindful of spiritual things. You put things that are eternal first. You put the kingdom of God first. You put His righteousness first. And then all the other things come afterwards. But to worship God, yes, it does require or our soul can be involved. But to be in spirit is to be contrite, to be broken. That means that we come with an attitude of meekness and humbleness. Also, to be in the spirit is an individual that is basically worshiping God from the innermost of his being. And yes, maybe his voice can get louder, his voice can get low, Or maybe he can raise his hands using his body as the next option to either lie down, kneel down, uh, prostrate oneself before him. But these are just areas of our life that are part of, but the essence is in the spirit. If we're just worshiping God out of emotion, if we're worshiping him just simply out of thought, and and reason and not being led by the Spirit of God to do these things, then we are most likely worshiping him in a soulish fashion. We're moved by how fast the music is, how slow the music is, what type of music it is. We're moved by watching and seeing what others are doing. Maybe we don't want to be embarrassed raising our hands. We don't want others to see us. We're more conscious of our surroundings than we are of His presence and reverently and fearfully worshiping Him for who He is. And that makes the difference. Now, Paul doesn't stop there. In the book of Philippians in chapter 3, in verse 3, this is what it says. For we are... For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit. Catch it again. We worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Jesus Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. Because the flesh is supposed to be reckoned. We're supposed to recognize that it has died because of sin. It was crucified when Christ was crucified. I was jointly crucified with him. So my old man is dead. And I'm supposed to recognize myself alive unto God. Then that means I have to recognize that I'm alive because the spirit of the law of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That is a big distinction. I hope you'll follow us and be with us again on Sunday as we continue this train of thought in the Spirit. Until then, the blessing over your life is the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance and may He give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.